You are listening to Seek the Good, Episode 3, Thoughts on Thoughts. This is the podcast where we seek the good in life, in others, and in ourselves to create an extraordinary life. This is Seek the Good, and I'm your host, Jaquel Toll. Okay, it has taken me so long to even begin this episode because I think thoughts are so important, and I think that they control so much of what happens in our lives if we don't manage them. And I want to explain all that I've learned about thoughts and not miss anything. And so I've had thoughts of this episode needs to be perfect. I need to fit everything in. And all these thoughts have been paralyzing to me (laughs) because I want to get it right. And just like we learned in last conference in the women's session that, you know, these thoughts that I need to be perfect or this needs to be perfect usually are more paralyzing than moving me forward. And so that's an example of how thoughts can harm us um, to stop progressing. They can paralyze us. I have been studying a lot about thoughts and I have about 22 pages worth of notes from studying different talks and different scriptures about thoughts. And so I hope this episode doesn't end up being too long, but we'll see. (laughs) To begin, there are a lot of talks about thoughts. They usually refer to sinning, having bad immoral thoughts, thoughts about sin that will lead to sin and those kind of things. And it's true that's where those sins begin is with a thought first. And that's one reason why it's so important that we manage our thoughts. But it is also important just to be able to progress or to accomplish our goals or to be the kind of person we want to be. So it's not all about sinning. It's about progressing and being our best selves, and we need the Savior to do that. So often we think we can do it on our own when it's not true. We need the Savior, and we need to, we can have power. It's up to us, but it's through Christ's help, and so we can control our thoughts. It's possible. It's the Savior that helps us do that, though. So if you get nothing else from this episode, please get that you are in control of your thoughts. We have that power. Heavenly Father gave it to us, and we need to use it wisely. In Guides to the Scriptures, it defines thoughts as ideas, concepts, and images in a person's mind. It says the power to think is a gift from God, and we are free to choose how we use our power to think. The way we think greatly affects attitudes and behavior, as well as our standing after this life. Righteous thoughts lead to salvation. Wicked thoughts lead to damnation. So think about any attitudes or behaviors you might want to change. And throughout this episode, I hope you think about what thoughts you can change to help you achieve those attitudes and behaviors. Elder Dean L. Larson gave a BYU speech in 1976 called Thoughts on Thoughts, and he gives an analogy of two circles, um, kind of how our brain works, 
and I'll say it in his words, but he just got done talking about how amazing this power to think is. And then he goes on to say, how do we control this awesome power? How do we use it not only to prevent and defend ourselves from the possible detrimental and evil influences of bad thoughts, but also utilize this great power to achieve the fulfillment of life's purposes for us here as the Lord would have us do? I remember vividly a description which Elder Hanks gave at one time of one's thought processes. Elder Hanks pointed out that we have two compartments in our thinking apparatus. He referred to the one as a foyer, and he indicated that none of us really has complete power over the impulses, the fleeting thoughts that come into the foyer area. We are prompted by things that we may see or hear or smell, those impulses that come constantly into the mind that is ever active. Then Elder Hanks pointed out that as unwelcome visitors in our home where we live, we have the power to usher out almost instantaneously those negative thoughts which come into that foyer. It's very essential that we develop the capacity to do this. Elder Hanks also pointed out that when we have made that kind of sorting out of the thought impulses that come to us, we invite into the living room of our thoughts and to our hearts, as it were, those thoughts that will do us good and prompt us to do things that are right. Don't you just love that illustration? (laughs) I love that. It helps me recognize that, you know, some thoughts we have aren't in our control and they just come into our mind and they may be very negative or whatever they may be, but we have the power to usher them out and say, you're not useful, leave. Or if we have a good thought that is useful, we can bring that into the living room of our minds, as it were, and put it to good use. Another how the mind works example I always think of is from President Packer, how he talked about how the mind is like a stage and it's always has performers on it. It's always being occupied. Something's always going on on this stage. And he talks about how there will be little thoughts or different things creeping in from the curtains trying to get on the stage. Sometimes we might let them on the stage and think, you know, it's not a big deal. It's just a thought, you know. He says it's so important to be able to control our thoughts. And when we're able to do that, we can overcome habits, even degrading personal habits. And he talks about how if we learn to master these, that's how we will have a happy life. Um, But he says that once we learn how to clear the stage of our mind with unworthy thoughts, we need to keep it busy with learning worthwhile things. And so his biggest push and the thing that helped him the most, I think, is remembering music, um, sacred music from church hymns or whatever it may be. I think that's really important to be able to not only get rid of the bad thoughts, but a powerful way to push them out is to replace them with something something good. Other Packer says, probably the greatest challenge to people of any age and the most difficult thing you will face in mortal life is to learn to control your thoughts. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. One who can control his thoughts has conquered himself. How cool is that? 
I want, I can't wait till I can say I've conquered myself. That'd be so cool. Um, another analogy is from Elder Benoit that I think about always from face to face. I think it was his wife that brought up the analogy. He talks about how our mind is like a container or a tube filled with grains of sand. Bad thoughts are represented by black grains. Good thoughts are white grains. If you will be patient over time and keep putting in white grains of sand every time you do, you're popping out one of those dark ones. It won't happen fast, but ultimately you will change the entire content of that container. And it can be filled with pure white sand. I love that analogy. It's all about replacing and putting good things in there. Because once you have good, powerful things we're thinking about, there's no room for bad, negative things in our mind. Can I just put a little plug in here? If you think that the media you're watching or participating in or listening to is not influencing the way you think or are or the thoughts that are coming into your mind, you are dead wrong. <laughs> it is definitely influencing you. And I am so grateful for President Nelson in challenging the women to take a fast from social media. My 10-day long media fast. I didn't listen to any podcasts or look at Instagram or Facebook or any of the social media. And it has turned into over a month long and I still just don't want to get back on. <laughs> and the reason is because I've seen a huge change in the way that I think and also in the things that are important to me. I used to look at those things and feel that all these worldly things were super important for me to give attention to, but lately I've been able to have a greater focus on spiritual things and it's because of what I've chosen to to listen to and to give time to and it's helped me have the spirit in my life a ton more and I'm so grateful for that. So it is important what we give our time to. To end, I'd like to share a few scriptures. Uh, the first one is in Alma thirty-seven thirty-six. It says, Yea, and cry unto God for all thy support. Yea, let all thy doings be unto the Lord. And whithersoever thou goest, let it be in the Lord. Yea, let all thy thoughts be directed unto the Lord. Yea, let the affections of thy heart be placed upon the Lord forever. I love that phrase. Let all thy thoughts be directed unto the Lord. Um, my husband teaches Sunday school. And if my... 18-month-old will stay in nursery. I get to go sit and listen to my husband teach Sunday school to the 12-year-olds. And this Sunday he did, which was awesome, and I got to go listen. He asked us all to imagine that the Savior was right in the hallway and that we each got to have a personal interview with him one-on-one -on -one in the next few minutes. He asked us to think about what we were feeling knowing that we were going to be interviewed by the Savior, the first thing that came into my mind is that I would probably start bawling. <laughs> if I was to walk out into an interview with the Savior, I'd start crying and probably tell him, I'm trying, I'm trying so hard. 
I thought of what the Savior would say to me in that moment, and all I could picture was him crying with me and hugging me and telling me that he knew, he knows that I'm trying. When I read this verse, just barely, um, let all thy thoughts be directed unto him, I thought of what I tell myself a lot when I have these thoughts of I'm not successful or I need to be doing more. I usually tell myself like, yeah, you should be doing this, this, and this, and what's wrong with you? You know, you should be doing more when I need to be directing those thoughts better and direct them unto the Lord and how he would talk to me. And he would be loving and understanding and compassionate. And I need to be that more to myself. And we have that power. If that thought comes into my mind, you're not doing enough. I can say, you know, thank you mind for <laughs> trying to, to help me, you know, do more. But let's really look at this in the eternal perspective. Like I'm trying hard. I'm doing what matters most. And that's all that matters is if I'm doing what matters most. And so that's one way that I can direct my thoughts more to the Lord. DNC 636 says, look unto me in every thought, doubt not, fear not. I love that. If we're really looking into him in every thought, we won't have doubt. We won't have fear. It's not easy, but we can do it. DNC 8869 says, Remember the great and last promise which I have made unto you. Cast away your idle thoughts and your excess of laughter far from you. So I love that. Cast away your idle thoughts. We have that power. Thoughts come into mind. We can cast them out. I think most of the time we just let our thoughts run wild and let us think and do, you know, it leads us to do things that maybe aren't the most useful in our day. When we have that power, as that scripture says, to cast away those idle thoughts that we can be doing more, <laughs> but not, but not feeling bad about not doing enough, right? <laughs> anyway, um, DNC 121.45 says, let thy bowels also be full of charity towards all men and to the household of faith, and let virtue garnish thy thoughts unceasingly. Then shall thy confidence wax strong in the presence of God, and the doctrine of the priesthood shall distill upon thy soul as the dews from heaven. I love that. Let's let virtue garnish our thoughts. Let's be more aware of our thoughts, and if they're being useful to us, then keep them and nourish those good thoughts to help you to do good and great things. And if we have negative thoughts that aren't useful to us, let's cast them out and get rid of them. And I hope that we can just be more aware of what's going on upstairs in our mind so we can make changes that we want to change in our behavior or in our attitude or if it is a sinful thing, that we will be able to overcome that. And I'm so grateful for the Savior to, in his help for this. We can pray and he will, he will help us.